Hey everyone, and welcome back to Books with Spice, please. I'm Al. And I'm Katie. And in this week's episode, we're going to be discussing and reviewing That Time I Got Drunk and Saved a Demon by Kimberly Lemming. A little about the author. This is her debut novel. So I wanted to add in her little about her note. Kimberly Lemming is on an eternal quest to avoid her calling as a main character. She can be found giving the slip to that new werewolf that just blew into town and refusing to make eye contact with a prince of a far-off land. Dodging aliens looking for Earth booty can really take up a girl's time, but when she's not running from fate, she can be found writing diverse fantasy romance or just shoveling chocolate in her maw until she passes out on the couch. That's one of the best bios I think I've ever read. I love it so much. Yeah, it was really fun. And that's the kind of vibe the whole book gives off. So it's Mm -hmm. really light and sweet and fun. Yeah, so that brings us to our trigger warnings. Remember, we are an 18 plus podcast. There is spice in this book and we will be giving you all those dirty deets. However, we feel like it's a pretty safe book and there weren't any content warnings that we could think of. Yeah, I agree. That was like really great to read because it's also pretty short. Mm-hmm. It's less than 200 pages, pages and it's available on KU too. So, And it's going to be a series. She's working on her next novel with some characters from this book, Brie and Felix. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. so exciting. I loved Felix. I know. I'm so excited because... I loved Felix, too. (laughs) Do you want to read the quick summary, Katie? All I wanted to do was live my life in peace. Maybe get a cat, expand my spice farm. Really anything that doesn't involve going on a quest where an orc might rip my face off. But they say the goddess has favorites. If so, I'm clearly not one of them. After saving the demon Fallon in a wine-drunk stupor, All he wanted to do was kill an evil witch enslaving his people. I mean, I get it. Don't get me wrong. But he's kind of dragging me along for the ride. And I'm kind of peeved about it. On the bright side, he keeps burning off his shirt. (laughs) Yes, he does. He's so... Oh my god. Okay. And from now on, spoiler warning. Do, do, do. So that jumps us into our characters. Cinnamon is our female main character. She is a simple spice farmer who likes her calm and peaceful life. And she'd be completely fine never going on adventures. (laughs) She's our main female character. So of course we know that doesn't happen. And then also Fallon. He's our sexy demon man and love interest of the story. And then we've got Mifa, the goddess. She is evil. Yeah. <laughs> yes, she is. <laughs> and then we've got Bree, Sin's best friend, Cherry, Sin's sister who has passed away, Priscilla, one of the chosen heroes from Cinnamon's village, Felix, a werewolf demon that Cinnamon saves, Ambrose, another demon that Cinnamon saves. And then we have Usha, a tavern owner that Cinnamon and Fallon befriend on their adventure. So our book starts off with the beat of drums and people celebrating the Heroes Call Festival. Every 15 years, Voldstog Gate, keeping demons out, would weaken and open. The goddess would shine a light on each of her four temples, 
and call forth her chosen heroes to fight back the demons and close the gates again. It's a high honor, but heroes didn't always come back, and Cinnamon is not someone who would like to go off on an adventure. Her lack of adventure is actually one of the reasons her ex just kind of took off and left her. And I love the dialogue that Cinnamon has and the way she speaks. This is what she thought to herself. Who needs him? Or any man. Love was for people with not enough wine in their hands. <laughs> While Cinnamon is out at the festival, there's a huge boom that shakes the earth and it knocks Cinnamon and her friends off their feet. And her friends convince her to go home and make sure that her farm is okay. Because she's drunk. <laughs> and Sin thinks that that's a good idea because she also thinks that she's a bit too drunk. <laughs> and on her walk home, a bandit jumps in front of her path. And Sin is like, she has none of it. The bandit calls her a wench and she responds, wench? Shut the hell up. Who are you, my grandpa? No one talks like that. She's so sassy and funny. I loved her character so much. I know. it's She always had something to say. Mm-hmm. The bandit demands her cloak and she is like, no, she is not budging. The bandit turns out to be one of the boys that cause ruckus around town with his brothers, and they've, like, all been notorious for being pains in the ass. And she decides to chase him down. And she thinks, Harpo's always a fast kid, but my drunken need for this vendetta propelled me forward, stumbling over pretty much every rock and branch that got in my way. Yes, so while in the forest chasing Harper, she hears a groan and stumbles across a man who seems to be hurt. She stops to check him and tries to help him, and she asks if he had saw what happened in regards to the big explosion everyone heard. And this is what he said, I quote, as a matter of fact, I did, unfortunately. However, you're the unlucky one in this situation. I'm afraid you'll need to grab your torch and run. It's poor form to let your savior die. And right after that, he turned out that to be a demon. So she runs to her farm and he chases her all the way there. He eventually pins her to the ground, but she's able to reach a cinnamon tree branch and hits him on the nose with it, making him rub his nose. And it gives her enough time to get away and into the house. The next morning, Sin is telling her family about the demon she saw when her father asks her for a description. They hear a voice outside the window that says, I look a bit like this. And Sin thinks to herself when she sees him, why in goddess name did I ogle the man who attacked me? And when he looks at her, he says, did the raccoons teach you table manners as well? A smirk spread across his lips. You do know the food stays inside your mouth. Waste is an awful thing. So she's just like staring at him with her mouth open. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, and this is the perfect beginning of their relationship. You can see already right from the start that they just have this wonderful banter that we see between them. And it just gets better. I love it so much. It's so cute, too. Like, all the way through and to the end. <sighs> honestly, yeah, the very end. Like, they banter the whole time. <laughs> And then we get a little description of our demon friend. He had dark, cool eyes that sucked you into their endless abyss. His hair, black and straight, moved gently in the morning breeze like the leaves on a willow tree. It fell past his shoulders 
as the light of day danced across his upsettingly handsome face. If it weren't for the large curved horns twisting up from his head, one would think he was just a normal man. And the house turns into chaos. And after the demon put Chili, Sin's brother, in his place because he had charged at him, he just states that he wanted to know what the sticks were that he grabs out of his pocket and turns out they were cinnamon sticks. So Fallon introduces himself more formally and explains he's from the Frost Mountains of Volslog. They ask how he got past the goddess's magic when that was supposed to keep demons out of the village. And Fallon just laughs. He's like, goddess? (laughs) You think that damn lich is a goddess? He then apologizes for trying to kill Cinnamon and explains that Merva is the reason the demons go insane and the cinnamon stick she struck him with allowed him to regain his consciousness. He goes to tell them that Merva is really a lich and not a goddess and she's fooled the humans into believing that she is a goddess. We had no idea what a lich was. I didn't either, you know. So... (laughs) We appreciated the explanation that Fallon gave that she's an undead sorcerer who specializes in necromancy. Yes. He then gives just a backstory about how she came to be and how she made the demons go to the wasteland and created the gate to keep them out. Humans had been guarding her heart, unbeknownst to them at her temples for generations and Fallon just wants to kill her and put an end to the madness she has caused him and his fellow demons. He can't get close enough to the temple that houses Merva's heart that need destroyed so that Merva can die even with cinnamon in his pocket to like ward off spells and stuff. It's like a basic charm is what I can kind of understand about the cinnamon right? Yeah like whatever it is about cinnamon breaks the spell that they're under. Yeah, but it won't help him get into Merva's temples. I think so the magic he... there is too too powerful. Yeah. So he's recruiting Cinnamon and swears his protection of her village and her family in return. And she reluctantly agrees. Because how is she going to argue with a demon? I was just going <laughs> to say, you can't really say no. Like, <laughs> he's a demon and he will kill you all. Kind of have no choice. Yeah, he's so funny because he would just randomly say stuff like that. And she was like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he would like have to remind her if she got too too brave, pretty much. That's like, I'm a demon. And she's like, yeah, okay. Oh, oh, yeah, it was so funny. (laughs) So Cinnamon goes off to the temple with Fallon and gets the goblet that oozes black sludge and smells rotting flesh. And that's when she finally believed that Fallon was actually telling the truth. So she smashes the goblet that in turn broke a part of Maiva's heart. After the fighting between Sin and Fallon and the ogres of the temple end, she wishes Fallon good luck with the other three temples. And he didn't know that there were other temples. So he tells her that she needs to go with him to destroy the rest of the lich's hearts. After all, he did say he promised her family would be safe, but not her friends. She obviously... Or she her, yeah, that she would be safe either. <laughs> uh, so she obviously agrees to help him again, but first sleep, and she has to prepare for the adventure. And she's so bitter about having to go on an adventure. She's like, ever since she had dyed her hair pink, 
this this is all of a sudden happening. <laughs> she had never done anything adventurous or outlandish before, and she she like called it upon herself. Yeah, with her hair. <laughs> yeah. So yes, Cinnamon's friend Brie is hanging out while she's preparing to leave for adventure, and tells Sin that she should sleep with Fallon. <laughs> Yeah, and Cinnamon voices her concern over seeing something that had killed her sister when they were younger. So we get a bit more background on Cinnamon and why she's hesitant to leave her village and why she likes to be comfortable and cozy at home. And there's nothing wrong with being comfortable and cozy, but she does have a fear of leaving. She nonetheless... She's packing up and going. To leave... On her adventure. Yes. So she meets Fallon when she's all packed up on the main road so they can start their adventure. But before she makes it to him, Tyler Huckabee, which is Harper's older brother, confronts her for chasing his little brother and wants her to apologize. Fallon arrives just in time to see him hit her across the face. He asks if he's a friend of hers before breaking his fucking arm. He wants to kill Tyler, but Sin stops him. (laughs) So yeah, he's a very much toucher and you'll die kind of demon, kind of man. And we love that about him. She had to really convince him not to. He was like, why wouldn't I just kill him? And she was like, because why would you? You can't just kill people like that, even if they are assholes. Yeah. And then there's this really great moment between Sin and Fallon after they've been traveling in silence for a while. They're sitting on a bench and he's super close to her. They're arguing over whether or not Tyler deserved to be killed. Up until this point, like I said before, they've been traveling in silence. And then this happens. I quote, A hand slid around my waist and pulled me closer to him, our faces almost touching, until the last flactory. I'm just gonna think that's the word it's destroyed you are mine he growled low in his throat i will dispose of anyone who impedes that ah love a growly man and sin has to remind herself she's a strong independent absolutely not turned on (laughs) yes she's a strong independent woman absolutely not turned on (laughs) i love that about her every time he like tried to turn her on or like was turning her on she was like oh my gosh nope not happening (laughs) not today demons (laughs) right (laughs) they make camp for the night and fallon starts messing with cinnamon and tells her a scary story about the hungry man and he spooks her and she totally falls for it before realizing it was just fallon and he laughs at her and pulls her over towards him and he's does this a lot throughout their trip because it's like a four or five day journey from her little village to the next temple in the town that they're headed towards so they've got a long this long journey so at the nights they're stopping and on these campsites and it's so freaking cute (laughs) it really really is i love them their their little relationship is adorable watching it grow i loved it So Cinnamon wakes in the middle of the night and hears crying. She sees that Fallon isn't nearby. The crying continues. So she investigates. It sounds like her sister. Her sister Terry is calling for her. She appears to be standing in the water surrounded by fog reaching for Cinnamon. She hears Fallon yell, Rabbit, stop! 
as she's stepping in the water and reaching out for Cherry. There's a black dog-looking creature standing behind Cherry, and it dove under the water and grabbed Cinnamon and dragged her under. Fallon saved her, though, and told her that it was a water dog. And he pulled her into his lap again, hugged her close to his chest, and told her to just cry. Yeah, because she misses her sister so much. She thought it was her fault that her sister was lost. They didn't really know what happened to her. So that's why she thought it might be her sister out there. Yeah, and she realized then that was probably what had happened. Was that yeah. she was dragged under like a by a water dog or something. Mm-hmm. So after this, Cinnamon is really dirty. Her hair has got all this mud in it. And they go bathe in a river. And they both get naked. I think Cinnamon goes in the water naked first. And then she turns around to see Fallon getting in the water. (laughs) And she's trying her best to keep her cool with Fallon being naked. And she sees that Fallon has brought the jar of shampoo that she brought with them in her big carriage full of supplies that Fallon did not want her to bring. She was (laughs) like, how are we going to go on an adventure without supplies? And he was like, you don't need supplies. And she was like, you definitely need supplies. But she's glad that she brought her shampoo and she's glad that Fallon remembered it and he brought it down to the river and he washes her hair. And it's so sweet. She's so relaxed and is getting goosebumps from it. Mm -hmm. It's a very nice moment for those two. Mm -hmm. Her eyes have been closed as he washed her hair and when she opened them she saw a moss-covered log floating towards them and she stabbed her knife through it quickly because she knew it was really an alligator and when she turned back to look at Fallon he looked at her with astonishment and he asks if the man she hit in town was her lover and when she says no he says I'm gonna take you as my wife when this is all over (laughs) just like that (laughs) yeah she tries to protest and this is how he responds I quote, then you shouldn't have been so horribly interested. The heat of Fallon's breath danced across my cheek as his hand buried itself in my hair. Lips gently brushed across my ear as he spoke. Finish washing, love. I'll help fix your hair after. With that, he placed a kiss on my cheek and strode off to the campsite. And then later on, they talk more about his claiming that he will make her his wife when their adventure is done. And they come up with this really cute little agreement the point-based system that cinnamon has declared that he must earn 1000 points before she will agree to marry him and they shake on it and he has to say how many points will you give me when i taste your cunt i'll lick my way through it slowly getting deeper and deeper until i found the little jewel of your clit and i would circle my tongue on it until i feel it swell i'll lick it stroke it until you squeezed those thighs around my head until you've grabbed me by the horns and guided me deeper into you i'll suck on you then but not enough to give you a reprieve i want you begging you see i'll do it so gently so delicately that you stop being so fucking careful with me and show me that fiery hellion I know you've been hiding. Then I would put my tongue inside you, taste you, eat you, as I rub your clit. I won't stop until you're shaking, screaming for me to take you. I'll see just how much I can torment you until you open up for me. 
that's where my gentleness stops. I'll come inside you and take you roughly. I'll make you take every last bit of me until I'm burned in your memory. That's just how you like it, isn't it, love? You can keep up the lie of the docile little lamb for your false goddess, but never from me. <laughs> Such a long quote. That man went on a long rampage, rampage about the things he would do. So dirty talking for Fallon gets an A plus from me. He's got a lot, so just get prepared. <laughs> just <laughs> buckle down, ladies and gents. <laughs> for now, she escapes his advances, and she escapes as fast as she can. She dunks her head into the cold river again, and she realizes, I quote, I'm going to fuck a demon before this is over. <laughs> Cinnamon and Fallon finally get to the next town that has Miva's, Miva's, Miva's second temple that they will be visiting. And they can tell right away that something about that place is off. There's demons walking around on leashes and collars. They're pets to humans that live there under the spell. Miva's holding magic. The leash and collars have like their human owners names on them so that if their magic wears off they know who owned the demon to go make them responsible for the demon being out of control yeah. it's crazy <laughs> it's bad fallon has to pretend to be cinnamon's pet in order to stay in the hotel tavern thing and this is when they meet usha she's the owner of the tavern she really fought for them to go to her tavern <laughs> she's got a freaking hyena it's the craziest shit <laughs> named kiki <laughs> i can't with the freaking kiki like kiki her name is kiki this whole book is so fucking fun i loved it i could just like what <laughs> you don't expect a tavern owning woman who has a pet hyena of all animals and like kiki <laughs> the the uh what was it the tavern across the way uh -huh. the rivalry she had a, such an incredible rivalry with the tavern <laughs> yeah. across the that street was it was so funny like she asked fallon to kill him at one point later in the book i was like oh my god yes he lights the freaking tavern on fire <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay, that was so good. All right, so they're finally there at the tavern. And that's when they meet Usha. And Usha, she kind of listens definitely in on their conversation and overhears Fallon and Cinnamon talking about their plan to get the chalice from the temple and destroy it. Cinnamon convinces Fallon not to hurt Usha, and Usha apologizes for being complicit in the slavery of demons and offers to help steal the chalice. And they were pretty worried that she was, like, gonna run and, like, try to serve her goddess, you know? Yeah. But she turns around pretty quick and she is like, holy crap, this is nuts. And they make their plan to get into the temple and stuff because there's, like, a lot of mages and magic users around that could interfere with their work. Obviously, right? Like, mm -hmm. there's other stuff going on here. It's a bigger city and stuff. They need a plan. So they decide that Usha will drive all of them in Cinnamon's cart into the city where the temple is. Because it's kind of like a travel, a traveling destination spot. So it's not too suspicious with people around there. The 
merchant's cart won't be suspected, especially with Usha on it, because she knows the guards pretty well. And so Fallon hides in the cart, and Usha uses her hyena to cause a distraction, while Cinnamon can run into the temple to snag the chalice and exchange it with a chalice from the market because there's tons of replica ones for the tourists and they can't just steal it you know (laughs) it because there's all those people around when the plan gets started cinnamon is walking through the town towards the temple and she walks through like a market and she finds the fake chalice right away she's like that was easy And she discovers the deliciousness of tacos while she's wandering around. And then she bears witness to something terrible. There's this a tied up man being whipped. Mm -hmm. He turned out to be the demon named Felix. He's a werewolf. Cinnamon ended up buying him from the man to keep him from being turned into one of the many Wandmere demon skin pelts that he sold in his store. Cinnamon is an excellent bargainer, so she also ends up buying a Lamia demon named Ambrose, who is part snake, part man, as well, and freed them both from the spell that they were under with her cinnamon powder she had. And Felix and Ambrose both agree to help Cinnamon and the crew to destroy the chalices and free the demons from Maiva. Me, Maiva, my, yeah. That's how I say the name or the goddess's name, big goddess's name. Maiva. Maiva. Yeah, I'm not sure. That makes sense. Um. So yes, they start to put their plan in action, and when Maiva realizes what's going on, she screams, "You insolent mortal! I will bathe in your blood!" And it gets a little bit iffy for everybody there for a minute there, but and Cinnamon was struggling. With the attacks Maiva was sending her way, but Fallon arrived just in time and tore a man's head off of his body. When Fallon went to Cinnamon afterwards, a small smile graced his lips. Every scratch, he whispered, his tone gentle and comforting. Every bruise, I will pay back in fire and blood. And then he turned into a fucking dragon and just started destroying the town. (laughs) I was shook. I did too. I wasn't expecting him to be a dragon or a shifter or anything. I just thought, you know, just a demon with horns and magic. Yeah, I was like, he's a dragon? And the demons at the beginning, like, or a little bit earlier in the confrontation, had mentioned, or like the mages, I think it was the mages, the mages mentioned that there was a dragon that they were dealing with and she like looked around at the skies and she was like I don't see a dragon what are they talking about and now he's a freaking dragon (laughs) oh my gosh and then Cinnamon meets back up with Felix and them later after she realizes that Fallon is a dragon they're all like oh he's a dragon and she's like how are you so calm And Felix is like, well, he's not after us, is he, Mrs. Dragon? He moved closer next to my side. So long as we're next to his lovely mate, we're as safe as can be. I shook my head. I'm not his mate. Ambrose chuckled. I'd tell that to your dragon, not us. (laughs) Um, Yeah. (laughs) Like, they all know right away. Uh, So... It was left up to Cinnamon to calm Fallon down. Demons that Sin just freed were just so in awe of her being brave enough to free them that a couple of them were arguing over her. 
and who could claim her as a mate. And Fallon saw this while he was flying. It caused him to dive down towards them. They were in a coliseum and he shifted back to human form. He threw Sin over his shoulder and carried her into a washroom after. And so all the other demons took the hint that, oh, she's claimed. Mm -hmm. And he's the dragon. No one's going to mess with him. Nah, (laughs) no, not at all. But they both get to bathe together and she washes his hair this time. Mm -hmm. And we learn that he doesn't have any family. It's rare for demons to have families and his parents had died. And they talk about why Cinnamon is afraid to be with him. And she admits she's afraid that he'll get bored of her because he's a dragon and she is just a spice farmer. And he carries her out of the bath into the bed to help show her that She's never been boring. And here's a quote. Fallon climbed on the bed and flipped me onto my back. I've never had lazy days by the river, he said as he pulled my legs apart and kissed my inner thigh. The sensation sent a delicious thrill up my body. I can't say I've had the time or the luxury to consider what you would call a boring life either. I let out a gasp as he ran a hand at my body to grab my breast. But I do like to drink. When I saw you in that kitchen window, I thought to myself, What it must be like to have a family that close. I've never had those things. I don't know how I'd acclimate to them. But I know that when I look at you, it makes me want to try. And then they take things to the bed. You want to tell us about that? Yep. He takes a blanket and ties her wrists up on the bed. And he says, I can see that mind of yours running a mile a minute with excuses. I'm a dangerous demon and it's wrong for you to want me. Lips graced my ear, making me shiver. I can be your villain, he whispered. Why don't you let me take away the burden of choice for a while? And she thinks, damn it. Damn him and damn me for wanting him so much. I nodded yes. He shook his head. I want to hear you say it. Damn him. Yes. Good girl, he says. And here's some more sexy quotes from their time (laughs) together. Oh, my sweet rabbit. I wish you hadn't done that, he whispered. Hiding your voice from me will just make me want to force it out of you. And then, there's my sweet rabbit. Fallon lifted his body to peer down at my face. I could feel myself trying to clamp down on the digit he slipped inside me. Look at me, Sin. That's it. Good girl. I want to see your face when I find it. I bucked my hips against his hold, but he stood firm, holding me in place. The demon grinned as another thick finger pushed past my lips and curled upward finding oh burning hot ghost peppers finding my sweet spot (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh do you want to read the next couple Mm -hmm. fallon seized my throat in a swift motion before forcing two fingers deep into my pussy his eyes stayed locked on mine as he squeezed my neck his fingers pistoning their way mercilessly into me i cried out at the sweet corruption Gods, you're a little masochist, aren't you? A tortured laugh rumbled through him. The depraved things you make me want to do to you. Foolish rabbit, you should have run from me. There will be no more chances after this. Was rabbit my name? Where was I? I couldn't think past the ecstasy. Fallon, please, I cried out, not even sure what I wanted. White hot pleasure just kept building higher with every thrust of his fingers. He closed his eyes and tilted his head. Long black hair trickling my chest as he groaned. Yes, beg me. Say it again. I cried out as my hips bucked uselessly against his hold. Please. 
Do we want to continue? Yes, because then he gets her into position so that he can fuck her in between her thighs so that he can come too. But they're not going to have sex. All right. So, yes, he gets her into position. I felt something hard against my backside. He lifted my leg up slightly to slide his cock in between my inner thighs. I lifted my hips to allow him better access to my pussy. Instead, Fallon closed my legs around his member and began thrusting his cock in between my thighs. I won't fuck you. Not yet anyway. But it's not as much fun if only one of us gets to finish, don't you agree? He angled his hips to slowly drag his cock against my pussy. Marrying a dragon doesn't seem so bad anymore, does it? (laughs) That's what he said to Cinnamon. (laughs) Yes. (sighs) Love. It was a really, really good, really good spicy scene. Yeah. I was like, and then they didn't even really have, like, they definitely had sex. Like, that is sex. But he didn't put it inside her yet. No, no penetration of the penis. He didn't claim her yet. She hasn't agreed to be married yet. It's just super sexy. Yeah. <laughs> and then they both fall asleep. And when they were supposed to meet Osha, Usha and the others at a ship that they were going to take. But they don't wake up until the next morning. It was decided that Cinnamon and Usha would be dual captains of the ship once they got there. There had been a vote that morning before Cinnamon and Fallon had got to the ship. Cinnamon didn't really want to be captain, but Usha told her that, including the two of them, there's only three women to about 100 men on the ship. And she's not about to let some horny men control the ship. So Cinnamon just had to deal with it. (laughs) The demon guys are super excited about the two ladies, since there's not a lot of female demons. And Cinnamon and Usha had freed them after all. But none of them are really into Cinnamon as much because she's obviously claimed by the demon guy. And Felix says um, that all of these guys are going to be like fighting over Usha and the female demon that's also on the ship. And Cinnamon says to Felix, you don't seem all that perturbed. And he grinned and let out a chuckle. Werewolves bond via imprint. I won't have any desire to chase after a woman until her scent calls to me and tells me she's mine. He turned to give me a wink. Although that doesn't stop me from having fun until I find her. (laughs) (laughs) Which Um, is so exciting because werewolf imprinting, like her scent is going to be so good to him. Like I am dying. I cannot wait for that book. I know, right? I love Felix so much. So later, after the ship has set sail, Cinnamon is talking with Usha, Felix, and the other female, who is a centaur named Holly, about how she loves Fallon, but hasn't told him yet. And they convince her to go immediately to shoot her shot. Cinnamon is overcome with emotion and a little drunk. Holly patted me on the back and refills my cup. Let it out, girl. He's the most beautiful man I've ever seen. I wind into my drink. Usha threw back her own mug. I know, hon. I buried my head in the crook of Holly's shoulder and so respectful. (laughs) So she chickens out, though, once she finds him and instead tells him that they were almost out of the pheasant and he needed to go find some if he wanted any. Yeah, he said he doesn't want any pheasant and she said, okay. (laughs) 
and she returned to her friends embarrassed and upset and they proceeded to all get drunk and they just encouraged her to try again tomorrow and when cinnamon woke up the next morning she was covered in cheese and there was cheese everywhere she learns that she was proclaimed the cheese queen last night I think and she proclaimed she... it from for herself. <laughs> exactly. Like she she like proclaimed it, but she was proclaimed the cheese queen because they started calling her the cheese queen. <laughs> like and she's so embarrassed. She's like, do I not, that. I do not want to call the cheese queen. <sighs> and she's super hungover, but Fallon is able to magically hear her hangover. And he asks her if he gets at least 50 points for curing her headache. And she says, how about 900? Because she had given him 100 points already. And he's like, excuse me? And she tells him that she loves him. And he says, I'm still a demon capable and willing to kill whoever is in my way. I could snap you like a matchstick if I wanted your life. He paused as if to gather himself. But sin, it's not your life I crave. If you agree to this, if you accept me, it's your soul I'm going to take. My hands trembled as I brought them to hold his face. Take it, I whispered. Yep. He bites into her neck as a way of creating the bond so that his magic can flow into her. When it finally was done seeping into her, she and Fallon both got so horny for each other. But the crew above deck had just jammed their ship into the enemy ship they were going to loot from. So he leaves her hanging to go help and she's not happy about it. And she knows that he did that on purpose. Yeah, because it could have been a quickie. It could have been a quickie. (laughs) Also, he knew about how horny it would make her, too. And that he wasn't going to have time to really, you know. Because he said, too, that it will make them both horny for a really long time. Yeah. But the enemy (laughs) ship was a trap. And after successfully getting away, they found an island that they were able to go to to rest and recover. Yes, that was kind of crazy because they were like, oh, we're going to try and loot this ship. And then all of a sudden it was a trap. There was another dragon under the spell of Maiva. So. Yeah, and they had to break the spell with cinnamon, and it totally worked. And yeah, it was nuts, though. Yeah, Fallon had used a lot of energy in his dragon form on top of being injured from the battle. So they crashed, landed on a beach, and he fell asleep. Both dragons crash landed on the beach, and they fell asleep because they were so tired from being dragons. And cinnamon ends up falling asleep too and is woken up when Fallon is carrying her through the forest to a waterfall and we get some more good spicy scenes it is like yeah there's some more spicy scenes love the praise coming you want to start them off yeah I can I can okay are you going to be good or am I going to have to tie you up again I want you corrupted on your knees begging for it, if only so you'd get more of a taste of what it was like to be anywhere near you. I was panting in need as he pushed two fingers inside me. I want you to know how desperate I was having this sweet cunt so close, doing everything I could not to just grab you and fuck you till I was the only thought that crossed your mind. My eyes went wide as he curved his long fingers into my sweet spot. Such a precious love you are. Fallon pulled out and shoved his cock back in, using the fist in my hair as a rein. 
Again, my body came alive with a strange mix of pain and pleasure. It felt so dirty, but oh, so good. I could die from this. They'll have to write fucked into oblivion on my tombstone. But glory, glory, what a hell of a way to die. (laughs) That's right. Squeeze my cock just like that. Good girl. Fuck, you feel so good. And after that amazing sex, they're talking and he admits to loving her from day one. And he told her that dragon demons sent their mates. And he knew as soon as he was freed from the curse that she was his. And she learns more about the bond and that the magic she took from him will allow her to harness his magic. Which I thought was so cool. I didn't think she would like actually get his powers. No, that was really cool that there's going to be like a transfer of powers with the bond. So I don't know if I've read something like that. I think I read something that would make it so an immortal who was mated with a mortal expanded their life. Yeah. By bonding or being mated, but not not that. So they go back on board to their ship to continue their journey. They speed through the journey by having the older dragon fly and pull their ship. Cinnamon discovers she's taking to Fallon's magic a lot faster than he expected while they're on board and she can now see really well in the dark as they approached the temple they saw some people coming out it turned out to be Maiva's hero party priscilla which was a girl in sin's village and glenn cinnamon's ex and another woman and another man both priscilla and glenn recognize cinnamon and glenn calls her sweets Cinnamon introduces Fallon as her husband and he asks Glenn why he called her sweets. Like immediately. And he's like, what the fuck? This is my woman. Right? And Glenn replies, I called her sweets because she's my woman. Sin is so mad and she corrects him and says she's his ex-girlfriend. Yeah, Glenn just overall really seemed like a huge clown. And I don't know what he, like, just brief, off those brief interactions, don't know what sentiments saw on that man. <laughs> yeah, both Glenn and Priscilla were really, you know, like, Priscilla does, she does seem to like Cinnamon. She tries to convince the other heroes that Cinnamon was tripped and not to hurt her. And the other heroes won't listen when Cinnamon tries telling them the truth about Maiva and she's forced to shoot her arrow and kills one of the heroes in the party. Yeah and this is the final chalice that they need to destroy so while the skirmish is happening with the hero party and the demon crew while it's all happening Sin runs into the temple. Maiva finally shows herself for the first time and is described as a woman who looked like the plague incarnate. And Maiva screams about humans being nothing if it weren't for her. So Cinnamon is able to smash the chalice with a hammer, and Fallon is the one to take down Maiva. Priscilla saw what Maiva really was and helped Cinnamon out of the temple while Fallon was still dealing with her, and tried to convince the other heroes that Cinnamon was right. But a man named Pierce tried stabbing her anyways. In a blink of an eye, Fallon had ripped his head off, though. She looked at him at that moment and just knew. He would always protect me. I know that now. It was as if he stitched the fact into my very soul. Yeah. Love a man who would rip someone's head off for me. Yeah. Violence is nice. Mm-hmm. 
especially in that situation. Heck yeah. (laughs) (laughs) After everything was over with the last temple, Fallon was still angry that Pierce tried killing Cinnamon and wanted more revenge and she tried calming him down and he scooped her up and flew her away using his magic to command her to go to sleep. When she awoke, they were on the island with a waterfall and he told her he didn't want her to see him that mad so he used the time she was sleeping to calm down and build a place for their stay. It's quite luxurious too. Yeah, he even had crab legs cooked up and ready for her to eat. It quotes, The fact that this man could go from cutting someone in half to cooking me one of my favorite dishes after building me a fucking beach house was too much to handle. The extremes of Fallon's love made my head spin. I made peace with the fact that I didn't hate it, as morally questionable as it was. And Fallon says he wants to stay on the island until she like gets control of her powers. Which apparently is hundreds of years. And he says that he wants to keep her safe. He says, Sin, I can barely breathe when you're not near. If anything were to happen to you, if you left me to be alone again, these memories of you would kill me. So she agrees to stay for a while, but they will definitely be leaving within a few months. Yeah, they they joke about him not letting her wear clothes around the island. But he's not a complete monster, so she can have a towel. And I just thought that was funny. Little thing, little tidbit to put in. And yeah. they go in to break in their new bed. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They break in the new bed. Here's some sexy quotes from that time <laughs> together. I quote, I want you to flip me over and fuck me senseless. I want your hand grabbing my neck as you spank me until I come. And I want you to pull my hair as you run into me. And I want it now. He gave another long lick to my pussy before pushing a finger into me. I can finally get my fill of you, he groaned. I'm going to keep you here, naked and ready for me, until my essence is burned into every part of you. I love you like this, he breathed before lifting me up further on the bed. My demon moved on top of me. He trapped one of my wrists in his hand as the other traced the curve of my breasts. Begging for me, your body trembling, a villainous grin spread over his face as his fingers rough and long focused on one of my sensitive nipples does it ache my love the feral predatory glint in his eyes took on a satisfactory hue as my body arched up to him my breath came out in desperate moans as he lifted my hips higher allowing him to grind slow and deep against my sweet spot my toes curled as need coiled in the pit of my belly the pace was maddening Fallon brushed against my desires in sweet torture. My free hand clawed at his back, urging him faster. He chuckled and lowered his head to whisper in my ear. I know, little rabbit. Slow and sweet just doesn't give you what you need, does it? He ran his tongue along my neck as he kept his slow grinding pace. I spread my legs wider, trying to buck against him. And then we're at the epilogue already, just like that. It's the end of harvest season. Cinnamon and Fallon return to her home after their rest at the island. And she announces all at once that she's married and Maiva is dead. Everyone is so happy and excited for them both. And the story ends with them getting settled with Sin's family to tell the story. And that is the end of That Time I Got Drunk and Saved a Demon by Kimberly Lemming. Yeah, we're just going to put our own. We could definitely do that. (laughs) 
I was just gonna say, I'm gonna just make our our transition music every that's, time with sound effects. That's perfect. It could be different every time too. Okay. Like womp womp womp. So Al, you think Fallon is a book boyfriend, husband, garbage can? He's obviously a book husband. This question kind of is silly sometimes. Yeah, I feel like it too. Sometimes I'm not sure why we have this part on the show anymore. Yeah, but like, I mean, there's sometimes like last week, Miles was terrible. So this week, Fallon is, I mean, he is the best. I mean, he's like top tier. Daddy, we should have daddy as a category. Husband, daddy. Daddy? Yeah. Wait. Daddy, he's daddy. Daddy, yes, right. Because heck yeah, he would take care of her. Daddies take care of you. Yeah, he's good. He's a daddy. Book daddy. He's a book daddy. Our first book daddy. (laughs) He is a good book daddy. (laughs) Love it. I mean, he made the food at the end, you know, and he washed her hair. I know. He's he's a daddy. You're right. You're absolutely right. He's a book daddy through and through. He made her wait to have sex, made her beg for it, told her how good she was. It's incredible. Maybe that's not all daddy, daddy, daddy things, but it's definitely a daddy. daddy. That's so daddy. (laughs) (laughs) What would you give the spice oh. rating, Katie? Okay. I <laughs> would have to give it <laughs> a three pepper spice. Three pepper? I agree. There was a lot of spice, but mm-hmm. not a lot of spice at the same time. It wasn't overwhelming, but it was hot. Yeah. It was and just it was, the right amount. It was short enough that the three, I think there was three full sex scenes I mean, the one wasn't penetration, but it was, you know, there was like three scenes. Yeah. Which was perfect for the length of the book. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's less than 200 pages in that sex. Oh, chef's kiss. Daddy. <laughs> yeah. Al, what was your book review rating? What was your star rating for this book? This was a five star for me. Yeah, it was good. It was really good. There's nothing wrong with it. I seriously cannot wait for the next one. I know, I know. Even when she was covering her sister's death and heavy subjects like that, it was still done in a way that wasn't too heavy. I gave this a four and a half stars. Yeah. Yeah, two in a row, yeah. I think that wraps us up. Anyways, thanks for listening and join us next Tuesday when we read Dating Cupid by Eve Lingleus. Join us for Friday Night Spice on Instagram, where we will talk about this week's podcast at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And don't forget, you can also find us on TikTok, Facebook, anywhere you can find podcasts, the WeTube, and YouTube. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and do all the engagement things. Talking with y'all and seeing what you think about these books and topics is why we are here. See you next week. Until then, stay Stay spicy. spicy.